0: Hey everyone, this is Dave DeBow with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. You can probably see there's a slightly, slightly different background here as I'm recording this. We're we're three days into our new digs. We just got the home office set up and ready to roll. And today, our special guest, I'm very, very curious about what we're going to be talking about here today. Our special guest, all the way from Phoenix, Arizona, via Germany. Jack Bosch. How are you doing today, Jack?
1: I'm doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me on.
0: My pleasure. So Jack, we're gonna find out how a German guy ended up cooking in Phoenix, Arizona this time of the year. But before we jump into all of that and your background, especially when it comes to real estate investing, why don't you tell us just briefly, because you've got kind of a different twist on real estate. And it yes. caught my attention when you said, Your method is unique because it's real estate without houses, without money, and almost without competition. So let's dive right in. What the heck are you doing? And I got a clue about what it is from your t-shirt. So if you back up, we can see what your t-shirt is.
1: All right. Land profit generator. So I can adjust this a little bit so you can see it better. So yeah, land flipping. What we do is land flipping. We flip land like other people flip houses. Just that land flipping is simpler and easier and in often cases even faster because you can because there's no houses involved. So there's none of the inspections involved, there's none of the tenant started termites, none of the repairs, none of the financing, because we specialize on the plots that are worth between like about five thousand dollars and two hundred thousand dollars. And we specialize on basically on wholesaling or selling with seller financing. And in many cases, you can pick these properties up, or actually our method teaches how to pick these properties up for five to 25 cents on the dollar, which really means that you can pick these properties up in many cases for a few thousand dollars, even a few hundred dollars. We even have cases where students pick up, or we have picked up properties for $52. Now, obviously, those are not $200,000 properties, but they're more like the five five to $10,000 properties. But but. Let's say you can pick up a $50,000 property for $10,000 and flip it for 30 you are making the same money or more than a house flipper makes on a wholesale, but without any of the hassles and without any. And you can even do double closings and you can use assignments. You can use all those different things. So you can do the same thing that house flippers do without all the complexities that come in with house flipping. Now, house flipping is great. It's just more complex.
0: Very, very cool. All right. Now I got the gist of it. And if you're getting it for that kind of price... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing you're probably doing tax deeds. Would that be
1: correct? That is not correct, actually. Okay, good. <laughs> that, is, uh, that is, I'm sorry, or glad to say it's not correct. However, we have started actually with that way. When we figured out this method, we actually were going after tax deeds and tax deeds, and we asked ourselves a question. We attended some tax deed auctions where properties were coming up in California, for example, where, where it takes five to six years before a property goes up for tax so after five, six years, it has five or six years of back taxes, of fees, of penalties, of interest. And then they put it up on an auction. They advertise the auction. Hordes of people show up and bid this property up to 80 90% of market value. Mm-hmm. And we ask ourselves the question of why would somebody let these properties go? And we came up with a multitude of answers. But the main thing is that we came up with is with the realization that they didn't decide to let this property go like the month or the week before the auction. They let this They decided to let this property go six years prior. Right. So really, when these properties, what we what we figured out is like, what if? or We asked ourselves the question: What if we could get a hold of these people that don't apparently no longer want their properties? Not once they have six years of back taxes, fees, penalties, interest, and all this kind of stuff. But what if we could get a hold of them right away? when they just stop paying property taxes, or then with the time we realized that only about 15% of our deals actually had back taxes, what if we actually figure out what are the kind of properties that people let go for taxes, and who are the kind of typical people that let these properties go, and contact them before they even stop paying property taxes. So as a result, we developed kind of like a customer profile or seller profile, that is typically properties within worth of between a, a five and about $200,000. Typically, they're out-of-state owners. Not always, but they're out-of-state owners. There's a couple of other profile pieces that we have identified. So now what we do is we just send a direct mail piece to them. In some cases, they do owe back taxes, and they are part of those that already decided, I don't want it anymore. The state can have it. But instead of now having to wait six years before the property sells at an auction, They can sell it to us in year one or in year two and year three of being delinquent, sell it to us. And they're happy because in their mind, they're happy to get zero for it. And if we now offering them a few thousand dollars, it's bonus money for them. And they're willing to do that. And then we realized that actually the majority of our deals actually doesn't have any back taxes. So we went after those and now we don't care if they have back taxes or not. We're going after this profile. We have our box of target properties. And we have done 4,000 plus deals using that method and have created a wonderful lifestyle with it.
0: Fantastic. Okay, well, that's very, very cool, Jack. So thanks for clarifying that, my erroneous assumption there. And you guys, you're going to have to bear with me. We got, just moved in this new place, and coincidentally, we're getting our new hot water tank installed today. So Jack, there might be a little bit of background noise here. Okay, Okay, I got the cleaning
1: ladies here and they're having the vacuum and everything going on, too.
0: <laughs> okay, so that is super cool, Jack. So to me, it sounds like you're basically applying some of the same strategies that I've seen wholesalers and I've seen flippers apply with single family homes. But you're applying this to vacant land. Is that correct? Is it, is it usually? Correct.
1: correct, yes. Now, the process is different. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, the, in the housing world, everyone wants to talk to sellers and then when they sell the property, they sell it to like uh, a real estate agent or something like that or to a buyers list that's similar with us. We build buyers lists too. But in our case, we actually want to talk to the buyers and because the sellers are a dime a dozen. So there's lots of properties that people want to get rid of, four pennies on the dollar, And so we outsource all the front end of it. So we basically automate the entire front piece. We have a mailing house send out letters. We have a call center take the phone calls. We have a virtual assistant generate offers or do the valuation for us. We generate the offers. I just look over the offers before we make them. But we have then again, a mailing house or assistant sends out the the offers. So all of that can be completely outsourced. We don't meet in anyone's living room because I mean house land doesn't have living rooms. We don't even have to go see the property. So we don't, we use Google Earth and Google Maps to go see the properties and the county, GIS, the geographical information system pieces. So it can be, everything can be done from home, completely virtual, to the degree that now we have students in Germany that have heard about us doing this here, turned it to the grapevines, and they have gotten started. And they're doing deals from Germany in the United States without ever talking to the seller, without in many cases talking to the buyers, without just all virtual. So, so yes, it's, it's the same principle that we're doing wholesale. So they're using assignments, they're using double closings, that we do seller financing, things like that. But the process is just a little different that, that in our case, the beginning part, which in the housing world is the most effort part, is in our case, the most outsourced part. And then the selling part We create listings, beautiful listings, and we put them in social media platforms. That's usually the part we do ourselves, and we talk to the buyers more than to the sellers. But even that, a lot of the buyers want to talk on this thing here. They want to talk on on text messaging. They want to chat. They want to get a link. They want to get an email. So we have done tons of deals where we didn't talk to the seller ever, and we didn't talk to the buyer ever. They just buy basically by looking at the thing, by going, driving in there, by using our website, where they can pay by credit card and things like that.
0: Very, very cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. I was looking at that. A question off the top of my head. So you know, so what I liked about what you said there, I loved everything that you said, but what I really liked was you're really starting with the buyer in mind first. So you're who who are the typical buyers for your properties? Are they developers? Are they builders? Are they end homeowners? Who's I mean, I'm sure it's all of the above, but who, who's your primary buyer?
1: So it depends on the kind of property that we focus on. So we focus on three kinds of properties, and those three kinds of properties have a total of four types of, type of, of buyers. So the first kind of property is the infill lot. So infill lot, you think about the road, 35 houses, one empty lot. That's a prime, that's a $300,000, $400,000 neighborhood. That's a prime, it's a prime candidate to sell to a builder. Because builders are builders, they're not marketers. They don't know how to often find deals, but we know how to find deals. So we take this sixty, seventy thousand dollar lot, we put it on a contract for. In this case, we go a little higher in, in prices. Let's say for twenty-five thousand dollars, we put this on a contract. We mark it up by twenty-five thousand dollars, sell it to the builder for fifty, which is still a bargain for him because it's worth sixty to seventy. So he gets it at a discount. We make a twenty-five thousand dollar profit. We're happy, and they put a spec home on there and they go sell it and they make their money on on, on whichever way they operate. That's number one. Number two is where most of our deals are from, which is kind of that that path of growth. It's kind of like the belt around bigger cities, bigger growing cities, where the properties are like anywhere from like one to let's say 20, 30 miles or 50 miles outside of, of these properties, which is basically close enough for somebody to live there and commute to the city, but still cheap enough for for properties to be affordable, right? So that attracts just people that want to build there and commute into the city. It also attracts retirees that can't afford to retire in the city because in the city, a house costs 300, 400 grand or whatever it is, they can't they can't pay that anymore if they are they haven't saved enough, if they're just in social security and so on, but they can buy a $30,000 acre lot from us, 10, 20 miles outside of the city, that we put on a contract for $3,000, sell it to them for $30,000, with let's say a $5,000 down payment and $400 a month for, for, for 10 years. So if you, look, if, you, if you heard that right, we pay for it three, but we get a $5,000 down payment. So we already get as a down payment more than we paid for the property, which means we can do this as a cashless transaction. right? We can take the down payment and pay, we'll use it to pay the seller with it and pay the title company with it. And then we still have perhaps $500 over, left over. But now we get cash flow. Without any money in the deal, we get $400 in cash flow for the next 10 years. But the buyer can pay that thing off if they're in their 50s now. They pay this thing off. Then they put a small house or a mobile home on there. And now they have a life of dignity that, and still got their $1,500 or $2,000 of Social Security to spend. And they're still only about 20 minutes away from the doctors, from the movie theaters, from the restaurants and the grocery stores. So that's another buyer. And then the third kind of buyer is more the recreational buyer. The recreational buyer is, is interested in the third kind of property, which is larger acreage in the more rural areas. So an hour, two hours, three hours away from a big city usually where there's something attractive like, I don't know, a river or, or mountains or cooler temperature like in Arizona. Northern Arizona is very attractive because it's 7,000 feet in elevation, pine trees, so in summer, everyone on uh, Thursday evening and Friday afternoon, they'd beeline up, up into the mountains because it's 110 degrees Fahrenheit or 43 degrees Celsius here, and it's only 28 degrees Celsius or 75 degrees um, over there so or 80 degrees or so over there. So everyone like, escapes up there that can't afford it. So, so therefore, or the Smoky Mountains close to Atlanta or – you name it, like other kind of fun places for people to go to where they can have some weekend fun and so on and, and have their own little piece of paradise, their own little acreage in there. And particularly in the COVID environment that we live right now, those properties have all the set. sudden the last two properties have actually skyrocketed in demand because people are sick and tired of living in their in their cramped, let's say, apartment in New York City. They wanna they wanna have a place in upstate New York instead, right? So if they can work from home already, why not work from their cabin? Why not work from a, from a place outside? Why not take an RV on there with a Wi-Fi thing and work from there, right? And have some, and have some space around them, be COVID-free and so on. So that has really boosted the demand on our property, which from what was already a great 2019 to what is now an absolutely fantastic 2020 for our business. So, so but because ranches and mini ranches and things like that, people love that kind of stuff. Oh, so, awesome. so again, the, the buyers are the three, four different buyers for those three kinds of different types of properties.
0: Very, very cool. Thanks for, for explaining that, Jack. My God, time flies when we're having fun. Didn't even get, <laughs> get into very many of the questions that I had for you, but I do appreciate you giving us this big picture overview, and I'll have to have you on another episode. But if people want to find out more about this, this whole land profit process that you got, I know that you got... You've got training, you've got courses, that sort of thing. How can people find out more?
1: Right, so the the number one place you can go is completely free. It's a Facebook group called Land Profit Generator Real Estate Investing Group. That's where a lot of our students are hanging out, where a lot of deals are being discussed, where a lot of people helping each other, And we even have a group of dedicated, what we call concierges there, that actually are taking care of our customers and are helping them and welcoming them. And and so so you can go to Land Profit Generator Real Estate Group, or you can also go to the website, landprofitfun.com. Fun, like having fun. You can find out more there. And lastly, I also have a podcast called the forever cash it's called a little different because it has multiple purpose it's all about cash flow because we create cash flow from land right it's about cash flow so it's called forever cash a live real estate podcast so you look over jack bosch you look for forever cash you'll find my podcast there too and we talk a lot about about land flipping there to interview students and and talk about the different aspects of it
0: awesome jack thank you very much it's been a lot of fun i appreciate your time and your and your input and congratulations on what you've created for yourself.
1: Thank you, thanks for having me.
0: All right, everybody take care and we'll see you on the next episode, bye bye. Well, hey there, thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes, give us a good review, that'd be awesome, I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm gonna invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book,